T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne. And if you're looking out your window and the grass is green or you're looking out the window and the grass is white, don't worry. I know one place that is making the snow, and we're going to get into that. It's up in Salisbury, the Salisbury Winter Sports Association, and they do this amazing thing, Jump Fest. It's been going on for years, and joining me this morning is the director of the Salisbury Winter Sports Association, Willie Hallahan. Willie, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me on again, Joey. It's always a pleasure to be here. So the Salisbury Winter Sports Association, Jump Fest, this has been going on a little bit, and I think more people need to realize that there is some world-class jumping, ski jumping, going on right here in Connecticut. That's right, Joey. Uh, over the year, by the way, this is the 97th year that we've been putting this on, and uh, after a while, we just assume everybody in the world knows about it, but uh, you can travel down into your neck of the woods, and probably many of your listeners haven't even heard of us, don't even know we exist, but we have a uh, Salisbury Winter Sports Association, SWASA for short, uh, is this uh, longtime organization. We have a 70-meter hill, which is a massive hill. It's smaller than the Olympic size, but uh, when you're standing at the top of the tower, you're 350 feet off the ground. Uh, jumpers, uh, you know, they, they come down the in-run, that's the slope on the tower, and take off. They're going 50 miles an hour. They go up to 200 feet to the air. They land on a, a 300-foot landing hill. Uh, it's, it's an amazing place. Um, and Jump Fest is, is kind of the showcase for ski jumping uh, in Salisbury. Uh, Jump Fest is a three-day event. It, it uh, runs, we're, we're getting close to it. It's uh, February 3rd fourth and fifth that's a friday night saturday and sunday uh they're jumpers the same jumpers jump all three days but there are different things at work here um friday night is probably the the fun night uh of the three days uh the rock and roll uh <laughs> day of day of the three <laughs> it's, a little uh, let loose day <laughs> Uh, it's fun for the jumpers because they're not competing per se, like they will be the next two days. Uh, so target jumping, everything, the, the place is magical uh, to begin with daytime, summer, winter, uh, anytime, but uh, a jump fest on Friday night, the mountain is lit up. Uh, Luminaria are set along the road for people to find their way in. Um, and for the jumpers, it's a fun night because they're just trying to land on a target and uh, they're competing for prize money. Um, 
it's got to be interesting. I'd love to, you know, hear from one of the jumpers, like the difference jumping at daytime versus nighttime. Because at night, I mean, no matter how good something is lit up, like the light and the dark still play tricks with your mind. So I mean, it's got to be. I don't want to say scary, but different and exhilarating and fun for them all at the same time to jump at night and something like that. Well, there probably is a difference, but one thing uh, it's, um, it's, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, there's uh, an issue of depth perception for jumpers, daytime, nighttime, or whatever. And if you've ever been there before, you see uh, jumping on TV, you'll see these lines across the landing hill. Uh, and they just look like lines. But mm-hmm. what they are up close is that there are little sprigs of evergreens that are set in a row. They stand about six inches off from the snow. They just they take cut little branches off of evergreen trees and stick them uh, in the snow in rows in uh, about every five yards or so. And what those uh, evergreens do is they give a jumper depth perception so they can tell how far off the landing hill they are. Otherwise, it's just kind of a, a white haze, a fog, and they, they have no idea where they are in relation to the landing. But that, that little line, those lines of, of evergreen sprigs uh, give them the depth perception. So it serves that purpose at night as well as in daytime, and they need it. It's, a, it's, it's, very, it's an important and necessary part of the jumping. The landing hill goes far, so far back up that, you, that they just look like lines painted in the snow. You're right, but uh, they do serve a definite purpose. Huh. Um, anyway, the Friday night's fun for them, uh, but it's followed by something that's even more fun in many people's minds, and that's the human dog sled race. This is something we started uh, about 10 years ago. It's it's something you don't see, well, maybe a half a dozen places in the country. The University of Michigan has it, uh, Dartmouth does, a couple of, uh, someplace out in Iowa, and uh, um, it, it's it's a, a gas to behold. Uh, they're <laughs> six-person teams, five people pull one person on a sled that the team designs, uh, and they compete for trophies. It's, it's done, as I said, after the target jumping. We use the outrun of the ski jumps as the course. It's about a 200-yard course uh, down and back, and uh, it, it, you have to be somewhat fit to participate in this, I have to tell you, because you're running on packed snow, but it gets broken up. Uh, there's a, a slight danger involved too, as many athletic endeavors are, you could fall down the snow and so forth, but, uh, it's a gas, uh, to watch. Uh, it's professionally announced just like the ski jumps are, uh, hundreds of people are, are, are uh, cheering people on, they ringing their cowbells and everything else. It's just a fun, fun night. Uh, now, is that, is that something that people have to register for, or is that kind of just come up, come and show up and yeah, just wanna, do this? Yeah, it, no, you can't just show up. Uh, you have to register. Uh, you, you go to info at jumpfest, J-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot org, uh, and just uh, uh, an email that let us know that you want to gather a team. And uh, the guy, the director who is in charge of that will send you uh, all the information you need, the rules and so forth, and you register online. Okay. It's only twenty five dollars to register a team, which is and it gets you in the place free. So it's a win win. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, and uh, you'll love it. You'll if, once you do it, or come to watch it, uh, for that matter. You'll you'll keep coming back to watch it because it is so much fun. Saturday, serious ski jumping starts. Uh, the same jumpers jump all three days, but uh, on Saturday it's the Salisbury Invitational. That's our own tournament with its own trophies. It's very prestigious in the Eastern ski jumping scheme of things. 
so that and it's judged just like the Olympics. Uh, there's uh, judges and judge, judging booth you see up on the side of the hill if you ever go to our webcam, uh, and they're judged just like uh, the big boys are. Uh, they're judged on form and distance and so forth. Um, and that's Saturday. The jumping, uh, and, and by the way, Saturday morning, our, our little kids have a tournament starting at 9.30. The, the, the up-and-coming kids, we start teaching kids to jump at seven years old uh, on our small hill. We have a, a 20, a 30, and our big hill, and they start on the little one. Anyway, they have a, a competition Saturday morning. And then uh, at 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, the, the big kids jump. Um, and that's the Salisbury Invitational, and that's fun to watch. I, I, I say it every year, but if, if your listeners have seen ski jumping on TV, they watch the wide world of sports if they're of a certain age, or uh, they've watched Olympics. If you've never seen ski jumping live, you have never witnessed a sport. If you're there uh, up front and personal, watch these kids land, you hear the skis slapping on the landing hill, everybody's ringing their cowbells and going crazy. Uh, they're traveling, as I say, 50 miles an hour through the air when they when they land. Uh, it's just uh, it, it's just something you you can't imagine uh, and you can't uh, uh, fully appreciate on TV. Anyway, you have to be there to see it. And that's one of the things we're, you know we've talked about in the past too is you know people think oh it's going to snow it's going to be great but like you said you know you're doing 50 miles an hour fresh snow on the landing hill adds friction. Friction means slowing you right. down, and that's not something you really want to do when you're doing 50 miles an hour to come to a no. slowdown or a stop no. really quick. Exactly, and and that's the, one of the many differences between ski jumping and downhill skiing. You know, if you're a downhill skier, you want a foot of powder. You know, that's what your that's your dream situation. But in ski jumping, the surface has to be rock hard and and countertop smooth, and uh, so there's the least amount of friction. You're hitting the landing hill at 50 miles an hour. You want that transition to be as smooth and free of jerkiness and friction as possible. And if we have a dusting of snow, even if we have an inch of powder um, the night before competition, we have to remove it. We have to blow it off. Even that little bit provides more friction than is safe for the for the jumper. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, there, there are a lot of differences, you know, between the two sports and. Um, um, Anyway, that's Saturday's competition. Saturday night, we have the Snowball, which is a dance. We have the Steve Dunn Band, a great band, uh, and it's held at the Grove Building in Lakeville, Connecticut, the town, the village next door. Um, it's a, a town property that uh, sits on the edge of Lakeville Lake, <clears throat> and that's a, that's a fun time, too. Um, and then Sunday, the, the biggest of the three competitions takes place. This is the Eastern Ski Jumping Championship, and this is very, very important for the jumpers because there's a lot at stake. They're vying for a position on the junior national team in the Eastern Division. That's like a couple steps down from the Olympics. So it's a, it's a big deal for them if they can uh, make that team. And uh, this is a, a very a big honor for Salisbury is that the Eastern uh, junior national team is named at the end of competition in Salisbury. So it's, it's a big deal. Uh, there's um, uh, a lot at stake for the jumpers and you're going to see them at their best. That's when the best chance of seeing a record uh, broken happens. Um, and just like Saturday, the competition starts at one. Uh, they practice earlier, like 11 in the morning, they practice till noon and there's a break and then the comp competition starts at one. <clears throat> and, um, 
and that uh, that is great viewing too. So I mean, it's one of those um, things. I'm just looking. We have the Olympics. The next <clears throat> Winter Olympics is 26. So we're in 23. Mm-hmm. So in real like realisticness, one of these people that is competing on Sunday and makes the U.S. ski jumping team. You can see in the Olympics in three years. Right here, they start. They started in Salisbury, Connecticut. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've we've seen many jumpers. Now, the the, the kids who who compete uh, here come from all over the East. That's Lake Placid and Andover, you know, and in Vermont. Uh, uh, so the best jumpers in the East are coming to Salisbury to compete. And if you got any questions, just go to our website, jumpfest.org. Yep. Uh, if there are any changes in schedule because of weather or whatever, it'll be there. Uh, and uh, the whole schedule of events uh, is listed there. And uh, please come. Uh, you'll be talking about it at work um, on Monday morning. And again, you don't don't worry. You can go to jumpfest.org, scroll down a little bit. There's a webcam of the hill. They have snow. They're making it. Willie and his team are making the snow. So even if you have green grass in your backyard, there will be snow. And if you can't get out there this year, you can watch it live on the website. But please get out there. It's New England. If it's a little chilly, suck it up, people. It's New England. Get out there. Support these future Olympians that are right here in Connecticut jumping in your backyard. Get out there, jumpfest.org. All the information. Willie, thank you for joining me this morning. I hope we get some people out to watch some kids jump off a hill and land and have fun and just watch people pull dog sleds around. There's nothing wrong with that. All this is happening at Jump Fest, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th, up in Salisbury, jumpfest.org. Things like this are happening right here at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.